Hi there, my name is Amadantis and welcome to my podcast, Homes and Spaces by Amadantis. Today I want to talk to you about title fraud. Did you know that if you own your home and have it paid off, um, that you're more likely to be targeted to title fraud? So what really is title fraud? So title fraud involves someone stealing your identity, forging documents to transfer the ownership of your um, and the title of your home to himself or herself or to even someone else's name without your knowledge. The person um, then gets a mortgage on the property, on your property, on your house. And once the funds are advanced on that mortgage, he or she disappears. In a nutshell, that is what title fraud is. And it's on the rise. Um, Thieves and fraud artists can in fact steal your home. The most vulnerable are obviously seniors or anyone that has their um, house uh, mortgage paid for. Um, These types of frauds can take uh, on many different forms. The perpetrators are sophisticated and they use modern technology to their advantage. And for the most part, the, the major crimes are committed with the use of correct documentation and the knowledge about how the real estate process works. Uh, First Canadian Title, it's a title insurance company, has estimated that mortgage fraud in Canada has surpassed now $100 million in total value. Real, real estate or title fraud happens about twice a week in Canada. Now that is scary, right? Think about it. Twice a week in Canada, someone is getting their home stolen. But by taking simple precautions, you can prevent it from happening to you. <coughs> My apologies. How does real estate title happen? fraud happen? When you bought your home, the ownership was transferred to you and you were given the title to the property in your name. The Government Land Registration Office documented this and anyone searching the records will see you as the owner of your house. Real estate fraud occurs when a thief obtains the title to your property through a fraudulent transfer document. Unfortunately, it can be very simple and it always and almost always tied to an event of identity theft. The fraud artist will target your house, forge a transfer deed, and then register the title of the property in their name. Next, they forge a discharge of the existing mortgage and then borrow against the clear title. Of course, the fraudster does not make any payments on this mortgage now, on your house. And then the lender that has the mortgage on your house serves you notice that intends to foreclose it. The scheme is then at that point brought to the attention of you, the real owner. So the majority, as I said, the majority of the properties that are targeted for um, title fraud are properties that have been paid for, that they're mortgage free, or and this tends to be, and, and, uh, and a lot of times as seniors. So, but 
title of uh, mortgage and title fraud for most cases of real estate um, they start with identity theft and this can take many forms most often it involves the use of forged or stolen identification your driver's license social insurance number birth certificate citizenship card passport they all can be um, used to apply for credit cards, loans, mortgages, cell phones, and purchases. They can even be used to sell your home without your knowledge. In the event of identity theft, a victim can face financial losses, banking issues, and ruined credit history, and have their house stolen in this case. Let's talk, today I'm gonna to give you about 20 tips on how to prevent than identity theft so that we can safeguard our home. One, never rush into anything involving your money or your property. Two, be wary of friends, family members, or caretakers that start asking for small loans or give you stories of hard times, financial hardships, or being victimized by crime. Some criminals will try to play on your emotions to gain access to your identity information or your financial capabilities. Three, don't, drive your, don't give your personal information to anyone on the phone or over the internet. Four, shred documents. Don't throw them in the garbage or in your recycling bin. Five, it's advised that you carry only necessary identification. You could put your SIN card, birth certificate, and citizenship card in a safety deposit box. Also, keep your personal um, and, and identifying information in a safe, locked away from visitors at your home. Bank statements, credit card statements, insurance statements, and other personal documents are often a wealth of identifying information. And if you throw these in the garbage or in the recycling bin, everyone has access to them. A lot of people have access to them. Anyone can have access to them. And since identity theft is often a crime of opportunity, finding such a information may present the opportunity that even people you trust can't resist. Seven. Keep track of when bills are supposed to arrive in the mail because it's important so you will arriving to the proper address. In this case, mail could be redirecting to another address. Eight, ha have your mail delivered to a post box office instead to your home address. This is, this is a suggestion. I don't do it, but it's a good suggestion. If it's not possible for you to pick up your mail from the post office, try to make arrangements with the post uh, office to have your mail delivered directly to your door. It's not a possibility, but that would be great. And always, take outgoing mail to the post office rather than letting it sit in your curbside mailbox. Now that is interesting. Of course, I already said um, shred and burn all documents that contain personal information. Opt out of direct mail credit offers. Direct mail and credit card containing too much personal information, identity,
thieves love to find them in the trash. So we have to find a way to opt out to those pre-approved credit cards. If you use paper checks, don't have them delivered to your home. Instead, have them sent to a post box office or to your financial institution where you can pick them up. Don't have your home phone number, social insurance number, driver's license number, or date of birth printed on your checks. In fact, if you have a post box office, use that instead of your home address on your checks. When ordering checks, use only your first and middle initial with your last name, but sign the bank signature card and checks with your full name. This will alert the bank to any suspicious activity. Now, if you have an ATM debit card, request the bank change it to an ATM only card. These require a PIN number and can only be used to withdraw money from the ATM machine and then only with the correct PIN number. If the card is ever compromised, most banks limit on how much money can be withdrawn from an ATM in a day which could reduce your liability if the card is stolen or lost. When paying credit card bills by check, write only the last four digits of the account number on the check memo line. This prevents your credit card number from fail falling into the wrong hands. Another one, don't sign the back of your credit card and debit cards. Instead, put photo ID required for use in the signature space. Then when a merchant takes the card to verify it, they should request your ID before completing the transaction. Keep a list of your credit card numbers and contact numbers for the credit card company stored in your safe or, or safe deposit box. If your credit card is lost or stolen, you need this information to cancel the account. Avoid giving out credit card information over the phone if you're called about a donation. Instead, you should call the organization yourself if you wish to donate. This way you ensure a representative from the organization is in fact on the other end of the line. Be careful with emails that request you to log on to websites. Financial institutions will never send you an email asking you to log into your bank account. Remember this. Beware also of free prizes. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. And last but not least, be skeptical about threatening phone calls. Professional organizations such as the bank and the CRA and others follow a professional code of ethics. They will never use aggressive language or threaten you to arrest you. They will never ask you to give up personal information over the phone. This is a fact. Please remember it. And this will help um, a ensure against identity theft or at least help and and take every precaution possible for it and also will help you protect your biggest investment which is your home 
and the title to that home and the ownership to that home. Thank you for listening. And until next time, have a wonderful day.